This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And yes, it is Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m. Pacific. And uh, it's kind of an ugly day in the Bay Area. It's kind of kind of overcast. I trust that will blow off uh, and it will be a good weekend. I hope you get out and enjoy yourself. But before we do that, of course, we have to talk about the daily financial news because, yes, we do this show seven days a week, and that means Saturday as well. Uh, Before we get started with the news, we got to congratulate two more people for doing the work. Again, one of my big goals for the year started June 1st, going to May 31st of next year, is to help people get 500 rental properties. Uh, The story behind this is I did some research on about the last year and a half, and we helped about 200 people, rough and tough. And I wanted a bigger goal. So we're doing 500 in a year. So I want to congratulate Alan and Ed for doing the work. I will drop them off in the mailbox right over there. They will go out today. And again, Alan and Ed, congratulations on getting a deal done. But remember, as of yesterday, I want to congratulate everybody doing the work. It is becoming very obvious to me that we are heading into a real estate slowdown. Slowdown doesn't equal crash. You've heard me say it a dozen times, if not more. But it does mean opportunity. It means opportunity to find motivated sellers. Uh, And there will be plenty of them. They will reluctantly hide, right? Because, of course, as sellers, they want to get the most they can. But they will be taking offers because they want out. In addition, yesterday, I wanted to remind you I spoke with... um, Stephen Dow from Velocity Mortgage. I think it was video three. It might have been video two. It all blends together for me. But I talked about how to use seller seconds. If you're in my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, one of the great videos in the seller financing or creative financing section is with Bob Langworthy, a CPA. We talk about how to position seller financing to save the seller taxes. It's called an installment loan. It's frankly how you could pay more and still get the deal. But what I wanted you to talk about is, you know what? Maybe construct a seller second, right? Maybe the seller wants to get a lot of cash today. Let's just pretend it's a $300,000 duplex or fourplex or whatever it is in your market. Maybe they want 50 grand today. Great. But they're willing to carry 250 or maybe they want 100 grand or maybe they want 150. Whatever it is, you can have a bank, right, if you have the ability to get loans, come in for the first. If not, go to a non-qualified mortgage provider like Velocity Mortgage, and then have the seller take a second. I wrote about it in my book. I think it was the fairest property where I, had a, I was really reluctant. I was hesitant. I didn't know. And sure enough, we got that deal done in 2004 or five because the seller took a 10% second. I didn't have the money. I don't get that deal done unless the seller takes a second. I was so nervous. I was so, I just didn't know. So again, if you're in my course, you're doing the work, play with that in your spreadsheets, 
right? See how maybe a seller second could impact yield going forward. And don't forget it is Saturday, which means at eight, I will do a live stream from my computer here on YouTube. And we'll see who, uh, what kind of questions you have uh, as we move forward. So lots of fun stuff. But again, play with that idea of seller seconds. That would be pretty, pretty cool. So um, what do we got here? <laughs> yeah. So you could do, so if you got a card, you need to, you can go to my website, one rental at a time. You could go to Instagram, one rental at a time. Um, anywhere you want to send me your address, I would happily mail you a card. Happily do it. So shouldn't be hard. Uh, next up, so uh, the daily financial news, uh, we're going to start with the week ahead. Again, uh, over the weekend, either Saturday or Sunday, uh, I try to highlight what's coming. And I also try to highlight what day is most important. Um, yeah, I think I know. I think Tuesday is going to be the big big day next week. We'll get that to the in a minute. So Monday, actually next week, let's say it this way. Next week is all about retail and consumers, especially after Friday's disastrous consumer sentiment. That's a number I watch, right? Remember, I watch the consumer. What's the consumer thinking? Are they fearful or happy, right, or excited, or whatever that spectrum is. And man, that number on Friday, which we will talk about in a minute, was ugly, ugly. And we have to ask ourselves, what does it mean? We will do that in a minute. So Monday, not a lot of stuff coming out. I did notice that Tencent Music is coming out. I believe that's a Chinese-based company. I have no faith in the numbers and stuff going on there. Uh, they are definitely messing uh, the Chinese government is messing with these companies. So it'll be interesting to see if they highlight anything. Uh, so that will be interesting. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday is the big day. Tuesday is the big day. Uh, we got Walmart and Home Depot. And we have retail sales. Retail sales is the big number for the week for me, right? Because we just got this horrible, horrible consumer sentiment number. And we're going to see if it's really impacting retail sales. We're also going to get in interesting from Walmart. Walmart, right? Are they, did they have peak earnings, right? Is it the peak period? Is it declining? Are they seeing consumers' foot traffic up or down? Walmart will be very, very telling, as will Home Depot, but for vastly different reasons. I suspect Home Depot is going to disappoint. I suspect that Home Depot has seen the uh, peak period of remodel. And just like the housing slowdown is real, I think the remodeling is slowing down. So interesting times. Uh, and it will be interesting not so much for the quarter. It is their future expectations. Because, again, consumer sentiment has me thinking that the consumers are going to retreat at least for a little while. Then Wednesday, we have more retail. We got Target, which is kind of like maybe one step up from Walmart. And then Lowe's, which is kind of the sister of Home Depot. Uh, it'll be interesting what they are doing. Also, it'll be interesting if either Home Depot or Lowe's talk about lumber, right? They both have a professional's category, and they usually talk about it. So it will be interesting to see what they are saying. And then, of course, we have NVIDIA. NVIDIA has been rocking and rolling. Uh, they've had some great quarters, but a lot of that, or at least some of it, was because of Bitcoin. And it'll be interesting to see what happened uh, with NVIDIA uh, as the kind of shutdown in China and they've had to reboot in other areas. So it'll be interesting. <coughs> in addition to that, sorry about that. I think I just coughed into the mic. That probably didn't feel good. Sorry. Uh, we have housing starts that come out as well. I think housing is slowing down uh, again on purpose uh, because again, supplies and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see 
less about housing starts, but their forward expectations. Are they getting, are they finding labor? Are they seeing lumber come down? I've, I've had posts from people in Home Depot in the last couple of days going, oh my God, two by fours are so much cheaper. So definitely coming down. And of course we have Fed Minutes. Fed Minutes are gonna be kind of interesting. It's kind of like a soap opera. Uh, are we getting camps of hawks and doves? That's what they call themselves, right? Doves meaning they want low rates, hawks we gotta raise. It'll be interesting to see if those camps are um, getting more and more clear because I think six, nine months ago they weren't very clear. Uh, on Thursday, we have Macy's, Petco, Ross stores, and also jobless claims. So again, lots of stuff going on. It'll be interesting to see Macy's and malls because they really are a kind of an anchor mall tenant. What is going on there? Petco because of pets. Uh, we have we have you know, really adopted lots of pets uh, in this crisis. So we'll see there. And then Ross stores for discounters. And then finally on Friday, we have Deer and Foot Locker. So again, lots of consumer numbers coming next week. Tuesday's the big day. Retail sales is the big number. Uh, so that's what is next week. Let's talk about Friday's shockingly bad, shockingly bad consumer sentiment. So first off, uh, it came in at a reading of 70.2. That number means nothing, except when you realize it fell 13% in a month. That's not good. That is really, really not good. Uh, just for for to show you how bad that is, it is below April 2020's reading of 71.8. And if you don't remember April, folks, that was the month we shut the country down. Think about that for a minute. April was 71.8. July's reading was 70.2. Hmm. What is going on? Since the survey has been formed, there have only been six larger drops. All six drops were on the cusp of a bad economic event. It could have been Lehman Brothers. It could have been this. It could have been that. But every other drop of greater than 13% was right on the cusp of an economic event. This does not make me feel all warm and fuzzy about what is coming. And again, that's why retail sales will be important because, again, if the sentiment of consumers is negative, but they're still shopping begrudgingly, eh, maybe it's a one-hit wonder, it'll be back. But I don't know. It doesn't feel great. The consumer sentiment was so bad, so bad, that even though CPI was hot on Wednesday and PPI was hot on Thursday, the 10-year dropped 8.4 basis points, now under 1.3. Consumer sentiment, where 70% of the economy Talking about a slower second half, talking about dashed hopes of recovery. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Then we have some news out of Broadway and London West End. These are obviously where live theatrical releases are. Let's just say they are not going great. Apparently, Broadway is attempting to open up on September 14th with the um, theatrical release of Hamilton, Wicked, and The Lion King all reopening. Uh, I've actually seen Wicked. That was a great show. I think I've seen it twice, actually. It was really fun. Uh, but yeah, apparently it's very slow going. No, uh, I think they only have one show sold out. So interesting stuff going on. Again, uh, the recovery may be slower and longer. Maybe, maybe the Fed is right. So again, lots of stuff going on. We've got to figure out what's going on with the consumer. 
I uh, got more stuff on the eviction stuff. I've done some more research. Uh, yesterday, I said it was the Supreme Court of New York. It was actually the Supreme Court ruling on New York. I read that wrong when I read the initial article. They partially blocked uh, part of New York's eviction law, which likely, hopefully, will carry across the country. Apparently, in New York and likely other areas, tenants could self-certify or what they call attest, and that is no good. Landlords now would be given the ability to... Um, uh, what do they call it? Object or prove or, or whatever. No more self-attesting. Uh, so again, that is interesting. The New York numbers, they actually listed them in my last article I read. Apparently 830 homes, 30 households, sorry, households are behind. They are estimated to be behind $3.2 billion. Uh, I did the math. It looks like that's about $3,900 each. And let's not forget that New York has been given 2.5 or was it 2.6 billion dollars to make up for lost rents, and they've only disturbed, only distributed less than 10 percent. process, slow, just horrible, horrible, horrible. As for the larger CDC eviction moratorium, I've read several articles on it. Again, don't like the ruling. Uh, but again, as the attorneys told me two weeks ago, this is a process and it has to go through. It is actually going through fast on an accelerated timeline, even though you and I think it is slow. The wheels of justice turn slow. Uh, but again, it doesn't make you or I feel better. Uh, but apparently uh, the district court, uh, again, this is the judge who ruled in saying that it was unconstitutional before. Uh, she had her hands were tied. She says this is not a new uh, eviction moratorium. It is an extension. So she clarified it's not new, uh, which was the ruling from, um, which was what the uh, Biden administration was pushing for. It's new, not an extension. She said it is an extension. But her hands are tied because at her district level, there's an appeals court, and the appeals court last time said it can continue. So I guess it's legal speak. I don't understand with it. I don't agree with it doesn't matter. This is the process it has to go through. Regardless of what she ruled, it was going to go to the appeals court next. It will go there hopefully next week, and then it will be in the Supreme Court's hand after that. The bigger question is, does the Supreme Court get off their ass and do something before October 3rd or 4th, or what happens? So again, doesn't make us feel better. Uh, it is the process. I am very happy about the other lawsuits going on. Again, as an example, there is a $100 million suit being done in Southern California. I expect others. It is time for landlords to stand up. Uh, you can talk about the taking clause, which the $100 million suit is. Uh, you can talk about other unconstitutionality. It is time to put this to bed. No more kind of, uh, you know, this or that it's okay. It's almost over. If we do that, they'll just keep extending it. It is time to shoot this thing dead uh, so we can all start moving forward and maybe landlords could be made whole. This 45 or $48 billion needs to get out. So in the end, that's what I got for you Saturday morning. I guess I did have one more stat. Forbearance. All these people calling for forbearance leading to a crash. Well, we were at 4.3, I think at the peak. We're now down to one7 and, oh, by the way, uh, they're going to be putting missed payments on the back of the loan. They're going to do zero interest rate loans um, that will only be paid at refi or sale. And then they'll do lower, lower rates in extension, extended terms, like 40 years where appropriate. 
yes, there will be some foreclosures or short sales, but they will be drips in a big ocean. So it won't be all that interesting. And of course, won't lead to many discounts because there are so many people looking for good deals. So again, we will do the live stream, but let me congratulate Alan and Ed for doing the work and getting a deal. We'll talk to you all in about 15 minutes. Bye-bye.